Welcome back, everybody, and happy getaway day. We have some legislative updates, some examples of political party infidelity that will not fly these days, and just what you needed in this upside-down world, a brand-new, big old invasive spider. My name's Ike Morgan, and we are down in Alabama. Friday's always a good time to do Alabama legislative updates, and I have three of them I'd like to mention, all brought to us by AL.com Capital Reporter Mike Kaysen. First, one of the big issues of this current legislative session, the bill that would repeal the requirement to have a concealed carry permit has passed the Alabama State Senate on a 23-6 vote. It had already passed the House of Representatives, but was tweaked in the Senate, so it'll have to go back to the House next week. Second, we have the proposed Alabama Constitution of 2022. It has now passed both the House and Senate unanimously. Count on the governor signing it. If she does, it'll be on the ballot in November for you and me to decide. The new Constitution will reorganize the behemoth of a Constitution that we've been tweaking since 1901, and it'll remove, repeal, duplicative, and racist sections. The reorganizing part involves putting together stuff about economic development into one place and arranging local amendments by county. Right now, you have to sift through the Constitution of 1901, and folks, it's been amended 977 times. It's just not good privy reading, if you get what I'm saying, and somebody in Walker County surely does. Now, regarding the racist language or intent, there are three sections that were cleaned up. One had at one time allowed for forced labor as a punishment for crime. One involved poll taxes, and one called for segregation of schools. Now, much of these things had been invalidated by amendments over the years, but the language remains, and the new Constitution removes and cleans up some of those sections. The third item I wanted to mention, because after all, it is talk about a lottery season in Alabama. Bills have been introduced proposing a lottery in casinos in the state. State Senator Greg Albritton, an Atmore Republican, has a plan that would direct the net revenue of a lottery to a scholarship program. There would also be a 20% tax on net gambling revenue at casinos that would go to local governing bodies and the state general fund. Now, we'll have to see whether this gets any traction. There are only 12 meeting days left in the current legislative session. Especially in the current political climate of absolutes, it just won't do to go mixing your Democrats with your Republicans in Alabama. That'd be like confusing normal football with the World Cup kind or calling brisket barbecue. Twice recently, once for each political party, a candidate for office has been on the outs for having political flirtations with those in the other party. Most recently, AL.com's Paul Gaddis reports that the Alabama Democratic Party was working to kick Fair Hope's Victor Williams off its primary ballot in the U.S. Senate race for, wait for it, liking Donald Trump. Now, Democrats in the audience might want to fan themselves at this point. State Democrat Chair Chris England filed a show calls order, and Williams will have to appear at a virtual hearing this afternoon to make his case as to why he should be on the ballot and as a Democrat. Now, it's Republicans in the audience who might want to sit down for a second, because a Republican candidate for state Senate last month was kicked off the ballot after a complaint about his $500 campaign contribution to Democrat Walt Maddox during the 2018 governor's race. Trip Powell was actually one of several candidates the state GOP removed this campaign cycle. Powell, who's from Tuscaloosa, where Maddox is mayor, said he gave to Maddox because he's known the mayor a long time. Y'all just be careful who you're keeping company with. 
It looks like we have another invasive species that is certain to spread across Alabama, and this one is a pretty big spider, reports AL.com's Dennis Pillion. The Joro spider was first reported north of Atlanta in 2013, and it's already taken hold in most of northern Georgia and parts of Tennessee and the western Carolinas. They're mostly yellow and black and get to around four inches long. They also spin great big three-dimensional golden-colored webs. Other than giving you the willies, this isn't a horrible invasive species. C story. First of all, while the Joro spider does have venom, he's got little bitty teeth and is really unlikely to be able to even break the skin with a bite. Even better news, he eats stink bugs, which are themselves invasive and cause some crop damage. So in other words, don't go squishing Joro spiders just because you think he's ugly. University of Georgia research scientist Andy Davis, quote, people should try to learn to live with them, end quote. Thank y'all so much for listening. We will be back here on Monday. Until then, come on by and see us anytime you want to. We're on the internet at al.com. Thank you.